turn to the scriptures. First Peter chapter 5, verse 6. First Peter chapter 5, verse 6. Amen. Father, we are grateful to you for your word. We thank you for your word. We receive your word this morning. We pray that you will deposit your counsel in each and every one of our spirits, Lord. Speak life into each and every one of us, Father. May we be rejuvenated by the ministry of God's word, Father. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word. In Jesus' name, we bind it. We take victory here in the house of God. Amen. To Christ be the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Today's message is titled, Need a Lift. Need a Lift. Praise the Lord. Amen. Need a Lift. Who doesn't need a lift in life? Every one of us need one. Every one of us desire one. Every one of us look forward to that breakthrough in each and every one of our lives. I'm not talking about standing on the highway like this asking for a lift. We are talking about an intervention from above in our lives to elevate our life, to elevate our status, to elevate our spiritual life, to elevate us in every realms of our lives. Praise the Lord. Depending on what season you are in now, if you are in the riding high season, maybe you are not looking for a lift, but I want to tell you something. If you are in a season where you are riding high, you are superseding. I want you to do something. I want you to give a lift to someone else. Praise the Lord. If you are in a low season, this is a time for you to trust in God, lean on God, for God to do his work in each and every one of our lives. Apostle Peter is saying, Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due season. Amen. Praise God. Apostle Peter has heard Jesus in his teachings saying, Whoever exalts himself shall be abased, and whoever will humble himself or abase himself, he will be exalted. Praise God. Taking that teaching from the life of Jesus, from the teachings of Christ, and understanding the order that God has placed, he is telling there is a way that you and I can get that lift that we need in our lives. Praise God. He says God is the one who lifts us up. He says it's the mighty hand of God that can do a greater, deeper, wider work in each and every one of us to elevate us to such a place where everyone and we ourselves will know that we have reached where we have reached 
because it was the hand of God that was in motion in all our behalf of us. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, Peter, in his epistle, as you read, he talks about humbling ourselves. He's talking about the importance of submission in our lives. As you read the epistle from chapter 1 onwards, he talks about submission in different facets of our lives. Submission, the importance of submission to the authority that God has placed. Even when we don't like which, regardless of what party we belong to, whether you belong to a Republican Party or a Democratic Party, whichever party that you belong to, the authority that God has placed or is in place submitting to that authority. Peter talks about it. He talks about how important this is for children to submit to their parents, how important it is to exercise submission in our homes, how wives have to submit to their husband. Uh, praise the Lord. It's not a popular thing to say in this day and age. That is because two things. Number one, we don't understand submission as what God's word says. When the Bible says that a wife has to submit to her husband, it means does not mean subjugation. Praise God. It doesn't mean that they become a servant. It does not mean that one has become a slave. But keeping order in home, in family, is absolutely important. Praise God. If God's blessing has to come in our home, if God's grace has to pour into our homes, we have to align ourselves to the principles of God's word. Praise God. We have to align ourselves to the, God, to the order that God has placed in homes. God has made man and woman equal. They are equal in the sight of God. But God has given them different roles. And God who is an author of order, God who is a God of order, has placed order in our homes, in our church, in our nation. When we resist the order that God has placed, we rebel against the authority that God has placed. When we rebel against the authority that God has placed in our lives, we miss out on the blessing that is on our way. Many a times, we miss the lift that God has ordered and ordained for our lives because we have resisted the order that God has placed upon our lives. God works in a way that he has ordered. He, when we align ourselves to the word of God, whether it is acceptable in the context of the culture or not, the word of God supersedes every culture. God's word is not confined to any culture, whether it's a Babylonian culture, whether it's a Roman culture, whether it's the Western culture or the American culture. Every culture, including the Indian culture, has to come under the Bible, under the word of God. When we want to be blessed, if we want to usher the hand of God working on our behalf, we have to align ourselves to the word of God. Peter is saying, therefore, 
humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And he's giving a reason. He's saying, if you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, you will experience bliss and blessing and elevation in your life. And on the same token, we understand he's saying why is why and how God will release his blessing upon our lives. The prior word says, for God opposes the proud and he gives grace to the humble. Praise God. When we oppose the order that God has placed, we are in, in essence opposing the word of God. When we oppose the order that God has placed, whether it is in our home, whether it is in the church, whether it is in the nation, we oppose God himself. And Peter is saying, when you oppose or when you try to override the word of God, God will resist you. Imagine. When it comes to lifting us up, it's the mighty hand that lifts us up. But when you are coming to oppose, the Bible says, God himself will oppose us. Praise the Lord. Amen. You and I, we know that no matter how wise we are, how smart we are, how intellectual we are, how powerful we are, how wealthy we are, regardless of who and what we are, we cannot stand a God who opposes us. Praise God. But thank God, Peter doesn't stop with that. He says, but he gives grace to the humble. Praise God. We need grace to be humble, believe it or not. But when we yield ourselves to him, God supplies the grace that is required to humble ourselves. Praise God. This is how C.S. Lewis puts this. He says, humility is not thinking less of yourself but thinking yourself less praise God you know thinking of yourself less it is very hard for us because we as human beings we have that inbuilt nature in all of us praise God but once when we start moving according to the guidance of the Spirit of God and align ours to the word of God. And when even when we don't like certain things, God releases his grace upon our lives, which brings blessing in our life. Peter is saying, humble yourself under, therefore humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. What does it mean? To humble ourselves in the mighty hand of God. Number one, definitely it does not mean having an attitude where we need to demean ourselves. I have seen the, the, the exhibition of false kind of humility where people want to demean themselves. They say that they are nothing and all those things. That's not what true humility is. Humility is not definitely does not mean having a very low self-esteem about ourselves. No, we don't need to have a low self-esteem about ourselves. Why? Number one, you and I are created in the image of God. Praise God. 
When you stand before the mirror and you look into the mirror, never doubt, tell yourself that I am created in the image of God. I might not be Mr. Handsome. You might not be Miss, Miss Universe, but let me tell you, my Bible tells me that I am created in the image of God. Praise God. My esteem, self-esteem, does not come based on what everyone else says. Whether I'm going to make the popularity vote, whether I'm going to be on the Facebook, whether I'm going to be on the front page of a magazine. Let me tell you, I am created in the likeness of a living creator God. And he has brought me, and he has redeemed me, he has purchased me, he has cleansed me up, and he calls me his own. Praise God. If heaven calls me his own, I have nothing to be ashamed of. There is no need for self, low self-esteem. Praise God. So therefore, number two, we are not, there is no need for, for a low self-esteem. So to, to humble ourselves means, it means actively submit to God. Praise God. What is this actively submit to God? Praise God. Is it just coming Sunday morning and saying, Lord, I submit myself. Or during my prayer devotion, I say, Lord, I submit myself. Praise God. The confession is important, but with the con confession, we need to activate that confession in our reality, practical, daily living. Praise God. So at the home, if you are a child, you are submitting yourself to the parent. Praise God. And when you do so, you call blessing upon your life. So actively submitting yourself to God, is, is, does it means that we are submitting ourselves to the word of God, to the principles of God's word. We are allowing the word of God to govern every facet of our lives. Whether we are by ourselves in our personal intimate life or we are moving and dealing with our family as we step out of our homes. We allow the word of God to dictate our lives and we submit ourselves to the written principles of God's word. Praise God. That is very important for us to experience blessings in our life. Praise God. Trusting God to work in every facet of our lives as we yield ourselves to the Lord in our lives. Praise God. Actively submitting to God means we are aligning ourselves to God's word and confessing or repenting of our sins. We entered into a relationship with the Lord Jesus after repenting of our sins. But in our everyday life, we need a daily cleansing. Praise God. Just like you and I take bath every day, a shower every day, likewise, coming to God's word and allowing the water of God's word to cleanse us and to align ourselves to what the scripture says to govern our every facet of our lives. 
Praise God. If we come to a place where we feel that there is nothing to confess, it's like it is according to 1 John, we are not being honest to ourselves, we are deceiving ourselves, and we are lying to the Lord. Praise God. Not only asking God to forgive us, but asking the Lord to give us the ability to forgive others. Praise God. Hallelujah. Confess our sins to God is asking the Lord to cleanse us and not staying there. We move to the next spot where we ask God, give us the grace to forgive others. Now, that's very hard. I think almost every one of us exercise the first thing that we say. We ask the Lord, Lord, forgive me, cleanse me. That's good. But the second part is a little hard because the first part, we are asking God to do it, and God does it for us. Praise God. When we are honest to ourselves, sometimes we are not even there. Honest to ourselves, ask the Lord to cleanse us, he does it for us. Number two is asking God grace to forgive others. When someone has offended us, when someone has walked all over us, when someone has, has poked us or has done things that are hurtful and bad to us, the ability to ask God to give you the grace to forgive them. That's very important. Praise God. What are we saying? This is a sure way of receiving blessing in our lives. When we are doing that, we are humbling ourselves. To come to God and tell God, God, I am wrong. I'm sorry. What I've done is wrong. It takes a humble heart to God who alone hears our conversation. Praise God. Then to forgive someone else, it's very hard because now you have to exercise what we have received. What have we received? We have received the forgiveness of our sin. Now it's in our power to release or to let go of someone who has offended us and for that also we need what? A humble heart. Praise God. Exercise that we will experience number one liberty, freedom. If you have someone has offended you, try forgiving them, and you will see the first thing that you experience is liberty inside, freedom inside, peace inside. Let them go, praise God. Don't hold it back. Let them go when you release them, praise God. You know, you experience the warmth of God's presence. Because what you receive from the Lord, you're giving it out. Just like the Lord has forgiven you. You are forgiven, forgiving someone who has offended you. And you, you receive and you experience that warmth and grace that comes from the Lord. As you become recipients of grace and releasers of grace. Every recipient of grace should experience releasing grace into the life of others that's when what god desires in us is taking place and that sets the tone the atmosphere the environment to for god to exalt you praise the lord moving forward we need to cultivate a grateful heart praise the lord that's not easy praise god a grateful heart is a humble heart. Telling the Lord, Lord, I'm grateful to you. Sometimes you are so busy. Take time, lay back, 
relax, talk to the Lord, remember the ways that God has led us, praise God. I'm telling you, a heart that is full of gratitude is a heart that is humble before God, telling him, Lord, I don't deserve it. I did not earn it. It's just you. It's just you. It's not just only salvation. It's not just the gift of Holy Spirit. Everything that I experience, oh Father, it's from you. And I want to say thanks to you. Lord, here I am. I acknowledge that you are the cause and the source of every blessing that I experience. You're humbling yourself. Praise God. Hallelujah. The next one is very important. But this takes a lot of Christian maturity in our lives. According to Peter, he says, the ability to take wrong patiently. Praise the Lord. What does that mean? When something unjust is done, praise God. We react and we rectify. Praise God. Sometimes what seems to be unjust might not be unjust. Praise God. Quite often, we are unable as human beings to look at things from a different perspective. Praise God. But either way, whether it is truly unjust or not, praise God, the ability to take it patiently. Hallelujah. Responding to accusation. When people accuse us of things which are not true, when people put us down, when they trample all over us, when they write things about you that's not true, the ability to take it patiently, meaning being silent before God and allowing God to work on our behalf requires a heart that is humble before God. Coming to God and saying, Lord, I'm not going to react to it. I'm not going to fight to it. I'm just going to stay still. I'm going to let you deal it. Praise God. That takes a heart which is humble. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. So the Bible says that the world thinks that humility is, is weakness. That's what the world thinks world thinks that humility is weakness but it is truly a strength a sign of strength praise the lord hallelujah because you are allowing the super power to work on your behalf praise the lord you know when people look at us you know then people looked at jesus and thought that he was a wimp you know because jesus took all kinds of Standing before Pilate, standing before Herod, when everybody was accusing him. You know what Jesus did? Kept his mouth shut. Praise God. At one point he opened his mouth when the high priest sworn and asked him a question. Throughout the accusation, he kept his mouth shut. What am I trying to say? As Christians, the Bible says, Jesus said, in this world, you have trials and tribulation, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. If you are a Christian, what you don't desire might happen in your life. People might speak negative about you. People might speak ill about you. People might write bad things about you. But let me tell you, when you yield yourself to God and give it into the hands of God without reacting, 
thing to it, we allow the superpower to work on our behalf. Let me tell you, if we try to correct it, rectify it many a times, our efforts will be, will be, will turn into failures. Quite often, we think that we can put things together back. We make things worse, but allow God to work. Praise God. When God works, he works with a super clear-cut precision. There is no debate about it. Everyone will know that God has done his work. But we have to give elbow room for God to work. Praise God. If we put our mouth, if we put our hand, if we put our effort, things might go wrong. But you allow, praise God, the mighty hand of God to work on your behalf and you will see God's power being used, used in your life, manifested in your life to bring glory to his name. And when we yield ourselves, wait patiently, you are exhibiting godly trait, you're exhibiting godly character, even though when the world thinks that you are a wimp and that you have no spine and they will say that you are a spineless creature, it's okay. It's for a season. Believe me, it's for a season because a due season is coming. Praise God. You allow the mighty hand of God to work on your behalf. Praise God. Move on. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, the Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. And what would he do? He will. The hand of the Lord is such. Praise God. It's a mighty hand that can do the impossible. Praise God. Human hands are frail. Human hands will fail. Human hands are weak. Human hands will become tired. But God's hand is never weak. It's not, will not get tired. It's a mighty hand. Praise God. If he stretches his mighty hand on your behalf, he can turn things around for you. So trust in the mighty arm of God to work for you. The eternal God is a refuge. Beneath are the everlasting arms. It's not only mighty arm, it's an everlasting arm. Praise God. It's a hand of supply. The Bible says, the psalmist says, the Lord openeth his hand and every living thing is satisfied. If you are satisfied, I am satisfied. In any areas of our life, it's only because God has been gracious God has been benevolent. God has been generous. He has opened his hands wide for us. And we are content. People who have experienced the opening of the hand of God should become the extension of the hand of God and open our hand for the things and for the cause of God. That's not my topic. So let's shall we move on. Praise God. It's an influencing hand. What does that mean? Praise God. The hand of God, when it works on our behalf, as the writer of Proverbs says, 
the king's heart is in the hands of the Lord and he directs it like a water course wherever it pleases. It means those who have the power to make decision over your lives. Those who have the power to mess up your life. Those who have the power to, to bring havoc in your life. Those who have the power to decide your future. Those who have the power to call the shots over your life. My Bible says his hand, her hand, her heart, his heart is in the hands of the Lord. Praise God. The one that bears you in his arm. The one that has inscribed you in his palm. He is the one who controls the heart of those who can make a shot on your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. You and I should be, you, know, you and I should come to a place of being thankful to God. Because the God that you and I serve is diligent and is watchful. And is controlling the hearts of people. And directs it in a way, praise God, that the purpose of God concerning us gets fulfilled. Praise God. It's an influencing hand. It is a striking hand. Striking hand as in, praise God, striking the enemies of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Striking those who stands against the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, Herod stretched forth his hand and he persecuted the church. Praise God. In that chapter itself, the Bible says, God sent an angel and the angel of the Lord striked him. Praise God. Let me tell you, you and I have a defense system working on our behalf when we yield ourselves to the Lord. Imposing hand. What does that mean? David committed sin. And David is saying, because he failed to acknowledge his sin, because he failed to confess his sin, praise God. David is saying, your hand was heavy upon me. Praise God. The lifting hand can become heavy upon us when we do transgressions in our lives and we let go sin unchecked in our lives. Regardless of who we are, how saintly we are, what past we have, if we have unconfessed sins in our life, if we continue to dabble in sins in our life, the providing hand, the influencing hand, the caring hand, the mighty hand will become heavy upon us because he cares for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's also a hand that's empowering. What does that mean? It's an empowering hand. You know, I have already preached about it, so I don't want to get in there. The hand of God came upon Elijah, and he ran before the chariots of Ahab. Meaning, what is impossible on the natural plane, God makes it possible for us when his hand comes upon us. Shall we move on? Finally, it's the lifting hand. Praise God. The psalmist goes like this. Psalm 103.7. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. Praise God. God is a God who is able to change our status, our situation. This is how Hannah composed the song. And she said, in 1 Samuel 2.8, 
He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He does not only just lift us up, she says, he seats them with princes and has them inherit a throne of honor. Praise God. In other words, this lifting hand is not only a lifting hand. He lifts, praise God, and he places people in places to, the, to such a degree, praise God, that people will be baffled and they will know it is the hand of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, God wants to exalt each and every one of us. Praise God. What does that mean? To exalt mean God wants to lift you and I up in rank, in character, in status. Praise God. In every phase of our lives, he wants to elevate us. Praise God. He wants to turn the table around for us. Amen. As the psalmist says, he has prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He can turn the tide around for you. To exalt means God can turn the tide around for you. It means to set you up to accomplish his purpose. Praise God. We all are aware of people setting us up. People set us up every time. Sometimes for good, sometimes for bad. Sometimes people set us up to have a retirement party for us. Sometimes people set us up to have a birthday bash for us. Praise God. But God sets us up in such a way, he puts us in the path of blessing. God can set you up in such a way, if you humble yourself before or under the mighty hand of God, he will set you up and he can lift you up when... Praise God. The Bible says in due time. We in, in New York, we are blessed. We have four seasons, right? We have what? What's the, what are the four seasons? We have the spring, we have the summer, we have the fall, and we have the winter. But the Bible talks about a special season. We, have, we, are, we know about all the other seasons. There is the holiday season. Praise God. There is the tax season. There is so many seasons that come our way other than this, this season. But I want to tell you, the Bible talks about a due season. Praise God. The due season of God. D-U-E. Praise God. The due season of God is a blessing in our life. Praise God. What does the due season of God bring in our life? Hey, guys, it's not working. The due season is hesitating to come. Thank you. The due season is ushered by God in response to our action. Praise God. You know, there is a due season God has put on his calendar for every one of you. Praise God. I don't know where you are this morning, but I want to tell you, God has put on his timetable a due season with your name on it. Praise God. It is ushered by God. God is the one who releases that due season in our life. But it is directly 
based on our response to the word of God. Hallelujah. It's okay to ask the Lord, Lord, why is the due season lingering? Praise God. Hallelujah. But if we humble ourselves in every season that we are in, praise God, because we are responding to the word of God. Hallelujah. The Bible says, amen, at the due season, the power of God, the provision of God, the providence of God, the protection of God, praise God, the blessing of God, the grace of God will, praise God, rise in your life. Hallelujah. There is a due season that God has ordered for you and for me. Praise God. Don't let our impatience, don't let our impulsive nature, don't let our anxiety, don't let our anger, don't let our emotion, don't let our envy stand in the way of a God who wants to release a due season in your life. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> the due season follows the due season. Amen. Sometimes we have to do certain things for God's due season to be released in our life. What is it that we have to do? Well, we have to stand on the word of God. Activate the promises of God. Praise God. Believe in the promises of God. Confess the promises of God. Activate the promises of God. In other words, when God says, I want you to move, you make that move in whatever realms of your life that you are in. Praise God. Yes, the due seasons of God are always, praise God, followed after the due season. God wants us to at times act. Act what? Praise God. Act on God's word. Hold fast to the word of God. Praise God. At times, the due season, it means, at times it means to be still and wait for God to make the moves. Praise God. Hallelujah. We all make the moves, right? Guys, at times, guys make moves on the girl. At times, the girls make the moves on guy. I'm not talking about that move. I'm talking about the move. Praise God. At time, we have to make the move. And that move involves sitting still before God. What does that mean? Sitting still before God does not mean inactivity. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It does not mean becoming careless. Praise God. But it means, number one, you are activating your faith in God and God's word. 
praise God. At times it's very hard to sit still. When people are barraging you with accusation. When people are telling things about you. It's hard to sit still. Praise God. But you can hold on to the word of God. which says be still and know that I am God. Praise God. Be still and know that I am God. Might not apply all the time. But when you are linked with him, you will know when do means to wait, when do means to pause, when do means to fall back, when do means to move forward. Praise God. Each season, the word do, it means different. And you and I need to be aligned with the will of God to know what it means to usher the due season of God. It happens when you are in the due season. And in the due season, if God tells you to take a chill pill and just sit and wait for me to work, that's what you and I do. Case in point. Mordecai. Praise God. The Bible says, foiled a coup. He foiled the assassination of the emperor of that time. And normally people get rewarded right away. You are acknowledged. Uh, you will be given the medal of valor or honor or whatever it is, wherever you are. This man, nobody just looked at him. They just took the information, took the information, the king's life was saved, the plot was discovered, the plot was dismantled. Everything went well. Nobody remembered this guy. You and I would have made a lot of scenes. Praise God. But this man did not make any scenes. He was still at that stairway of the king's palace. Praise God. But a due season came for him. Praise God. I want to tell you folks. Don't ever. Don't Cash in prematurely. What does that mean? Praise God. If you and I will cash in prematurely, what God has ordered and ordained for our lives will not take place. Praise God. God has a greater plan for us. And his plan involves staying under the mighty hand of God for allow the mighty hand of God Praise God to take you down. Praise God to bring you up, to exalt you. And for that, we have to wait for the due season. Praise God. God has a due season for every man. Praise God. Till the due season is ushered. If he's asking you to sit still, sit still. If he's asking you to take the step of faith, Take the step of faith. He's, he's asking you to hold on to the promise of God. Hold on to the promise of God. If he's acting, asking you to activate the word of God, do so. Praise God. If he's act, asking you to forgive, do so. Praise God. Because you don't want anything to stand in your way. Praise God. God's due season is coming. Amen. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, God's due season is coming. Amen. And 
let's do what we need to do according to the will of God so that we can experience the new season in our lives. Shall we close our eyes and we're going to pray. I don't know where you are this morning, my friend, my brother, my sister. I don't know where you are. But maybe you are looking for a lift. You are looking for a breakthrough. You are looking for the new season. Praise God. To rise in your life. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want to tell you this morning. Prepare yourself. And tell the Lord. Lord. Let your new season come upon my life. Help me. Give me a discerning heart. To first Lord. To abide by the principles of God's word. That I will humble myself. Before you Lord. That means father. I will fall back. Praise God on the principles. Praise God. I will uphold on the word of God. And every word that is applicable to me. In every phase of my life. Regardless of what season that I am in. Regardless of what place that I am in. Father help me to align myself to your will and to your purpose. So that when you call in the due season for my life. I will be in a place ready to receive, propelled by the power of God, propelled by the purpose of God, propelled by the program of God, propelled by the promises of God. I will reach the heights that God has called out for me. Lord, not even by accident, let me ever experience a resisting from a mighty God. Thank you, Father. We pray, Father, that God's people will experience the elevation in their lives in every Praise God. Father, we bless your people in the name of Jesus. May everyone experience, hallelujah, that due season of God's favor.